busca de un mejor destino para ti lo que viniera de ti. Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 11 for Sunday, July 14th, 2013. I am Nelson DeWitt. Due to scheduling conflicts, John Younger is not able to be here today, but he is with us in spirit. Today, I have a special guest who flew all the way from Costa Rica just to be with us here today on the show, and that is my niece, Daniela, Sa Daniela Sancho Cotto. She is almost 15. Her, her birthday is in a few weeks, so if you are listening to this, wish her a happy birthday. Uh, she is a high school student in Costa Rica, an avid reader, and a huge fan of Twilight. <laughs> Dani is going to talk to us today about her experiences growing up a generation removed from the violence in El Salvador. Dani, welcome. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, fine. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, before we get into the main part of the interview, I wanted to know... Have you been listening to the podcast at all? Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah, because I I wasn't like when they came out, I didn't notice. Mm -hmm. So I, I heard of some of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you think so far? I think it's incredible that you get the opportunity of like experience all this and talk a little bit more of your story and how you think of it and how. I mean, for you to express that is really good, and I think it's really helpful for us to understand more about everything that's going on. Yeah. And you mean us as in the audience that's exactly. listening? Okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much for listening. It means a lot to both John and myself to know that someone is out there listening. <laughs> I bet I'm not the only one. Yes. No. Uh, but that... That's a great point, and thank you to everyone who's listening. It, it really does mean a lot to both John and myself that you tune in and listen to these things. Um, so, Donnie, you were born uh, in what year? 98. 98, yeah. right? And we, the reunion was in 97. Yeah. So, your entire life has been after the reunion. So, you never grew up experiencing... A missing family member or anything like that. Nope. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like, what, what that experience of, of growing up with this sort of reunion and your uncle in America and just, you know, whatever comes to mind from your childhood? Well, I remember I didn't understand much. Well, my mom always used to like talk to me and try to explain it. But I didn't really knew what, I, what was going on. All that I knew was that I had this uncle that couldn't be with us always. But that I really like him. And then he was a really important part of our family. <laughs> so <clears throat> when I grew older, I got this feeling that I needed to start speaking Spanish, oh, English, sorry. Start studying it and getting to speak it really well. So I can communicate with this member of the Alman family that didn't have the that we didn't have the same language, so we couldn't communicate like I wish to. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a weird experience because I have known all my life, and to talk to someone who hasn't, like to talk to my mom, for an example, who was there 
after and before the reunion. It's really crazy because she told me and she tries to explain me how bad it was for her to know she had a little brother that she couldn't even guess where she where he was. So it's kind of I think it's kind of a blessing that I got to grow up with you. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't experience this lack of my uncle because uh it's it was really important for the family. I think we have always been a really united family and to be missing someone it's it was like kind of a real shock for us. So I'm glad I didn't have to experience that. But I remember when I was a little kid, I mean I didn't understand it all. But when I get to understand it I feel really glad that I could get to know you since I was little and then you didn't also miss all my early years right because I mean that's like an awesome experience I mean I'm your niece and you probably didn't have anyone before <laughs> no <laughs> so like to miss all those years it would have been like kind of sad and maybe I wouldn't be like this close to you right. I guess I would because I love you <laughs> But well, it, it would be sad for both of us, yes. is, is your point, yes, right? Exactly. Because you miss out on an uncle, and I miss out on a niece, and watching you uh, walk and talk, yeah. and all of those things that come, you know, as as you grow <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly. Uh, so, it sounds like you appreciate the fact that that you that I was there as you grew up, but at the same time, you sort of struggle to understand what your mother went through. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Because it was really difficult for her. I I didn't live the experience. I didn't mm-hmm. went through the experience. So talking to her helped me understand all that was going on and how could she felt. So that's part of why I'm glad because talking to her had made made me realize that I'm very lucky and that not everyone And our family had a lot. I think I'm the only one, actually. So it's kind of... Well, and and it's not just our family. It's the other families. You know, we we talk about this on the show a lot, but there are 500 families or more that are still wondering where their uncles and and daughters and sons and brothers and sisters are, you know, and that can be incredibly difficult. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it has to be a hard... Thing to pass through because you don't know where this person is. You don't know what he could be doing. You don't know if he's still alive. You don't know if he has a good life. So all these questions in your head can probably get really bad and sad for a person who knows you're still there, out there somewhere. Right. Can really find you and can really like know if you're okay Mm -hmm. so I guess that I mean we didn't get the chance to see it from the point of view from your mother Mm -hmm. from Anna but I I guess I could like put in the shoes of all the moms of all the people who are not here right now it could feel really awful to just don't know where your son is and just don't know if he's okay or if something has happened to him. Because it's like something bad that happens to all the family. 
but affects more yeah. like your brothers and your mom right? mm -hmm. because it's like a situation that you can't control and I guess like all these questions in your head can really get bad and well it can it can have a negative influence exactly. on the way that yeah. you think and the way that you feel yes so uh, two weeks ago on, on the show, I uh, John interviewed me about living with two identities, and I talked about how it was hard, how it is hard for me to go between uh, essentially these two different worlds, two different cultures, yeah. two different families. I'm curious, what has your experience been on kind of the other side of that, where you have this uncle who comes for a few weeks or a month or something and then has to leave again and we don't get to see each other all the time I mean we do talk on yeah. messenger or whatever but what has it been like for you to have this family member who is kind of in and out of your life at the beginning I saw it really normal because I grew up with that but since I grew older I kind of start missing you a lot and start like asking mommy when's uncle coming so it's, it was hard because I didn't get to see you all the time and you were a really important part of my life. And I remember every time you came, it was such a joy. And I started like one week before I was, Mommy, when is he coming? Mommy, when is he coming? And Mommy was like, I already told you, just please stop. Mommy, I really want to see him. I know you do, sweetie, but calm down. And it was just this crazy thing. And then I remember every time you get there and you stay with us, every morning I woke up so happy and ready to like get to be on a new day with you and to get that experience at maximum. So I didn't miss you or I didn't lose the experience. And I didn't, like, regret when you weren't gone that yeah. I didn't, like, use you at maximum. <laughs> Get the most yeah, out of the exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. So, it was hard when I grew older. I kept wishing it was Christmas or <laughs> or January so you can come. Also, your, your, your parents. I remember they didn't come so often, but I... I I miss them really much and it's incredible how you and your parents have, and Derek have become such an important part of my family and I think I can, I can speak for most of us when I say that you are already a really important part of everything not only the family but our lives and the way we look at everything so it's it's awesome uh, to get this awesome three people I knew come into our lives and help us and be there for us and give us a totally new plus to our family and to make it even bigger and happier. So it's it's amazing how everything happened and. I remember at the, at the, when I was there, I didn't get it, but when I grew older, it kind of... You, you began to understand yes. it, and it sank in. Yeah, so I, 
I really miss you, but I guess I understand that you can stay there always you have your life here. Uh, and I really also got like really grateful that you will come because I mean some people might not I mean they, some people might not even left their lives to come and see your family I mean mm -hmm. it sounds really bad but some people don't do it right well you have families that have fallouts or exactly. that don't speak to each other for years and those <laughs> yes. kind of things and so it kind of uh, makes you appreciate what you do have and how maybe easily it could be not to have each other. Yes. Right? Um, and it's interesting that, that you're saying this about the other family, about Tom, Margaret, and Derek, and how they became part of uh, your family, because we heard last week Derek said the same thing on the other <laughs> side, where he said, you know, uh, people don't quite understand that we've become one big family, as yes. opposed to these two separate families. You know? Yes. And it's great to hear you... Kind of echo that as well. It's, I mean, it's not like we're just a family to come along. It's that we're just one, because your parents and Derek have always welcomed us and give us all their love and all the support. So, exactly, we are not two families separated. We're just one big family, and it's. Curious, how can this family be so united even when we are miles apart? So let's let's change things up a little bit, and I want to talk to you about the war. Yep. And uh, we said this in the beginning, and we said this actually last week talking to Derek that um, you are someone who did not experience the war but was impacted by it. So I'd love to hear what your, what, how you experienced the war or the stories of the war. Did you hear um, perhaps Mama Chila, our grandmother, talk about it? Or did you hear your mother talk about it or other family members? What, uh, what have you known or what do you know about the war in El Salvador? Well, I know your mom's story, of course, mm -hmm. because I always heard Mom Chila talking about it. And it got to a point that I wanted to know because it was part of our identity as a family. So it was kind of our, I, I think it wasn't the best way, but it was our kind of way to not lose this person who was part of our family. Because we have always been I mean, family has always been first thing for us. So losing this person, it was a big, a big deal. Yeah, something bad for all of us, even for me that I wasn't even there. So I think Mama Chila telling the story and everyone hearing and asking about it was our way to don't lose this person to always remember and stay with her. So, uh, I remember hearing to all this incredible stuff and thinking, oh my God, this is like a movie. And I was like, seriously, are they telling me the truth or are they inventing this story? <laughs> and 
But I remember mommy saying the same thing over and over again, everyone, or every time someone asked. So it was like, no, I mean, it's, it's real. It did happen. Um, I remember thinking that this was awful and that it wasn't fair that because of something we were nimble, you had well, to... What wasn't fair exactly? Uh, the war. Yeah. And like the consequences that came with it. Like because of that, you weren't with us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's unfair. Because I get that your mom was involved, but the rest of us weren't. Mm -hmm. I mean, his daughter and his son and her mom. I mean, Mama Chila, my mom, Toto, every one of this person got really bad consequences from, from what she did. Mm -hmm. And they weren't involved. So that's what I think it's unfair. Because just because of people who didn't like something or... I mean, just because of this war that happened... A lot of families split up and a lot of families lose really dear persons and families. Oh. Family members. Yeah, family members. So it's like, that's why I think it's unfair. Mm. That because of one action, a thousand of people got the consequences mm -hmm. and they weren't even involved in all of this. Mm. Now, do you think it. What do you think of her choice to be part of the war? Because as you point out, that her action had this consequence for, for all of us. And we're talking about my mother, your grandmother, uh, Ana Milagro, who is the subject of my mother's book, Missing Mila. And, you know, my mother writes, ha has such a great title, Missing Mila, because we were all sort of missing her. And I guess what I'm asking you is, you know, that... The, to join a revolution, to be part of that, is such an incredibly tough decision for the person who's doing it. But it sounds like there's this huge negative consequence on the other side, as you perceive it. Yeah. So what do you think of that decision to join? I think it was brave. And I think she was someone who fought for what she wanted. And I think that's okay. And that's the right thing to do. But I guess it all kind of get out of her hands. And she started getting involved in things she shouldn't. And all the things she wanted to do just got out of hands. And that's what led us to here. So I think she was a really brave person. And she, for what I've heard, she was really responsible. And she loved all of you, the three of you. Um, so it's something really negative to join this because of the bad consequences. But I think for you as a person, you get realized because you fought for what you think was good. And not every one of us can say that. Because it's so hard to give up everything 
uh, which I think both my parents did in, yes. in many respects. They they gave up everything uh, that that most of us take for granted: family, friends, country, um, to to do this thing that they believed in. You know, and and you're right. I think it does get away from you. Or or maybe a better way to think about it is that you can't control what happens yeah. in a war and, you know, all this other stuff, which she, you know, whatever she was thinking when she joined it, she clearly wasn't, you know, if someone was to present her with the option, she, yes. she may not have done that, but you can't do that. You can't, you know, know that when you get into it. Yes. And so what I'm hearing from you is that you understand her decision, even though it had sort of these negative consequences for the rest of us. And yes, because she... I mean, it wasn't like she wanted to leave you and everyone. It wasn't like she said, like, oh, great, a chance to leave everything behind. I mean, I, I for all that I've heard, she really passed through a hard time. For the decision, I mean, she didn't know what to do, and so I guess she was a really brave person, and I think I can see it in all of you because all three of you are her sons and have this characteristic too. You three are really brave, <laughs> and you fight for what you want, and I think that's something that she gave you. Even in, not directly because she wasn't there, but that's that's her legacy. That's what she left to you. So that's why I admire her, because not everyone can say I fought for what I thought it it was right. Not everyone got the chance to say I fought for my country or I fought for my beliefs. So that's kind of an awesome thing to do. Even though it got bad and has his bad things, his bad choices and this kind of evil life, so to speak, it does give you the sense of that you did the right thing and that you are what you're supposed to be because you are fighting for what you think it's right and because... You have your beliefs, and you won't let anyone get um, on top of that. Yeah, so that's why I, I that's why I think she's amazing. She is a person to look up to, and she's like this example for us to do whatever you think it's right, and always be tough. And don't let anything go away. But at the same time, I think the decision she took indirectly affect all of us, including me. Yeah. Because I grew up without a, a grandma. <laughs> and it was hard because I remember like talking to my mom and I remember her saying... Well, I grew up without a mom. Because I, I get the fact that she had Mamachila, but it wasn't the same thing because Mamachila had to take care of a bunch of kids. 
her own kids. Yeah. So, so Mama Chila is is uh, Ava's grandmother yes. as well as my grandmother. So she took care of Toto and Ava, my siblings, but she also had her own children to kind of take care of. And she was the we say the matriarch of the family. Yes. She took care of everyone. So it wasn't like uh, Ava got that one-on-one kind of exactly not like not like I do. Like for an example, because uh, she always she's always there for me, and she always hears me and talks to me and explains things to me. And I get that she didn't have that experience with Mama Chila because although I know Mama Chila really did want to do all these things, she wasn't able because she had to work, she had to take care of the house, she had to take care of the children, so. It's like just all this experience that didn't have like the best options or the best ways to be with my mom, for example, or Toto, or I don't know. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't allow for the relationship between the exactly. two of them to be, you know, as strong as as I think either of them would have liked. Exactly. Yeah. So they didn't really have like this mother-daughter, mother-son right. connection yeah. because she was so busy all the time and she didn't have the time. And I guess it's awesome because even though she didn't have the time and she was doing all this stuff like every day, she still got to raise these two wonderful people and got to do a really good work with everyone. I mean, including Nena and Connie and everyone that grew up with my mom and that she had to take care too. So it's kind of amazing how just by the decisions of one woman, Anna, everything can change and all of us can have like consequences. So I do think she is an awesome person. But at the same time, I wish she hadn't done what she did, because a lot of things would be different. Yeah. Like for example, my mom would have had a mom. I would have had a grandmother. You would have. You wouldn't be lost. <laughs> I mean, we would have be with you like all your life. So I admire her, but I wish she didn't do what she did. But at the same time, what's done, it's done. So I think wishing for something, it's not going to change it. So I, I came to the conclusion that I'm happy the way it is. And that we are all okay. And then at the beginning, you weren't with us. Now you're here. So I think we can all just be okay with the situation. Because... Although all this thing happened, you are with us now, and all our family, I mean, we're just missing two really important persons, but that's because of the fate, mm-hmm. not because of you are, I mean, they are not here, or they could be somewhere else. We are all together, and that's what counts, finally. Yeah. So, that's sort of, dis- despite everything that exactly. happened. We are we are still together. Yeah, and you know, uh, 
what what you're talking about, you know, um, struggling between what we have now and what could have been, and you know, those feelings are are certainly things that I struggled with growing up. You know, trying to figure out, uh, well, is you know, is is my life better now, or would it be have better this other way? And and those are things that you have to just wrestle with, and that there's no clear answer. And then the other thing that that came to mind was uh, we we're talking about Mama Chila and how busy she was, and I, I think the other thing is that um, she was also dealing with her own things, you know, the yeah. the, the trauma of losing a daughter or whatever, and. I think, you know, from my understanding of, of what Mama Chela was like, once we were reunited, things changed for her. Yeah. You know, her personality shifted. And I don't know, I guess it was almost like this huge weight got lifted off her shoulders and she was able to uh, open up and maybe connect in a way that she hadn't before. So, you know, I, I think there's that whole aspect yeah. as well. Because uh, it's weird, the Marachila I knew, it's not the same my mom knew. So, I mean, the Marachila I knew was loving and was always there. And, like, she gave all for us. And the Marachila mom knew wasn't that loving because she had all this stuff going on. And she had to work and she had to take care of everyone. So, it's incredible how you say it, that his, her whole personality shifted when you came up. Because, like, she, she, I think she just got, like, she took, how do you say, tranquila? She was calmer. Yeah. So, she was calmer because she found you. And that was all that she wanted to do. And I think she thought that was the purpose of her life. So once she find you, she could just like lay down and be in peace with the situation. Mm. That's what I think you brought her, peace. Mm. So that's why her personality shifted and she was all this other person yeah. because... You brought her something that she didn't have before. So, I'm uh, going to kind of switch gears again. <laughs> you recently read The Hunger Games. Yes. And, uh, I, you know, I, I know how much you love reading and you love books like this. Uh, but one of the things that was pointed out to me about The Hunger Games is that this is a story of the revolution. And the character that you are following throughout it is... Uh, sort of the the catalyst or the spark that sets off this revolution. And so I'm curious, has reading Hunger Games helped you understand better what um, what happened during during our revolution in El Salvador? Or... Actually, it kind of reminded me a lot. I mean, these scenarios kind of did get to my mind about this our revolution. And so, I think I did understand it better, but not in a way, like, conscious way. Because I did get this whole idea that Queen's 
when things are not right, you have to like stand up and do everything. And now that you pointed out to me, I get the similarity between our revolution, that revolution, and I get the similarity between what my grandmother did, and maybe not the character because, like, she didn't start a revolution. My grandmother right. didn't yeah. start a revolution, but she did had the sense that if something was bad, it should have been changed. So that's an important thing, I think, to point out that she did it because uh, she thought that if something was bad, it needed to change. And that's why I think it, like, the, the things get involved because this whole book, uh, it's about the injustice that happens and about doing something when you think it's right and doing something to change it. Yeah. So fighting, fighting for what you believe exactly. in. Exactly. So that's why I think these two things involved and get together as one because I think that that's what my grandmother did exactly. Mm. She fought for what she wanted and if she saw something was bad, she tried to change it. So mm. I guess it kind of does make sense and it kind of has this similarities between because I I I get it now, I haven't really thought about it, but now that you point it out to me, it really does make sense. So I think uh, we've kind of reached the end here. I've got one more question for you. And that question is simply, uh, and, and you've talked about this throughout the episode, and I just want to sort of ask you straight out, why is it important for your generation who didn't experience the war but is impacted by it? Why is it important for your generation to remember what happened? Because I think it will get a sense of what we could have been through and what we should have what we should be grateful for this whole life that we live in. If we were in that age, we weren't. We wouldn't be living this life. We wouldn't be living in comfy houses and this places where you feel safe. So I guess it's important because you you get to be grateful, like looking back and saying, if I was there. This wouldn't be like my life, and I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be with my family, and I wouldn't have all this gigantic and big things of goodness. So, it's. I think it's a way for us to look back and say, "Wow, we have to be to be grateful for what we have." And it's also important for us because it's. It could be a great example of fighting for what you want. Maybe not starting a revolution, but doing everything you can every day of your life to reach this goal you want. Because that's the right thing to do. Because if you want something, you have to fight every day for it. And you have to get there anywhere you, any, any way you can. And if you think that's the right thing to do, 
And if you think that's the way you want everything to be, you have to fight at your maximum to get there. So that's why I think it's a really good example. At least from the point of view of my grandmother. Because that's exactly what she did. She fought for what she wanted and she took it to the very end. Although it brought her bad consequences, she fought for everything she wanted. That's something that not everyone do. And it's something to be grateful for. And it's just incredible how this one person could change everything. So that's why I think we we can't forget about this whole revolution and we can forget about all the things that happened, not just to our family, but to everyone who was involved in this revolution. Because it's a wonderful example that you have to fight until the end. Hmm. Well, great. <laughs> That's a great way to, to end things, I think. Yes. Um, so, Danny, thank you so much for, for being here, for flying all the way from Costa Rica just to be on our show here today. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Danny is... <laughs> Dani is actually here for three weeks. She's visiting uh, as her uh, quinceanera, her 15th birthday. Uh, instead of doing a big party, she wanted to spend it here with all of us visiting the U.S. So thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun to have you here. You're only here for, you've only been here for two days and we have another couple weeks, but uh, we're going to have a blast. Thank, uh, thanks to all of you, our listeners, for tuning in and... Uh, for leaving us feedback, which we always ask for. As always, any of the links and images that we've talked about today will be on the on the show notes, on the blog, so you can check that out. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes and just searching for Inside the Journey. It'll pop right up, and you click subscribe. As always, we'd love to hear from you, Facebook slash Identifying Nelson. Uh, be sure to share the podcast with anyone that you think would enjoy it and tune in next week. We're not quite sure what we're going to do, but as always, we will figure it out and I'm sure it'll be something amazing. So thank you uh, for now. This is Nelson. John, as I said, is here in spirit, but uh, cue the music. Para cantar a los vientos.